Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Best Self Podcast. So in this episode, um, I am chatting with Chelsea of Strong Girl Squad. She had asked me onto her podcast, um, which is Strong Girl Squad, um, and we discuss mum life. So she wanted me to um, chat about my experiences, uh, being a mum of two, um, running an online business and working part-time and how I managed to do all of that and prioritise my own health and fitness. So here it is, enjoy, and please like, rate, share with anyone you think would benefit. You right? I'm good, thank you. <clears throat> How are you? I'm a bit like chesty as well. Oh no. How's your day been so far? Um, oh yeah, it's been so good so far. Um, my mum and dad took Olivia last night, so... Um, she will she as always what babies do is to sleep for everyone else but you yeah um but she slept the full night and so we just had archie last night and he slept till i had to get him up the back at eight this morning so i'm like whoa i've had like such a good night's sleep um so yeah i'm feeling good it makes the world a difference doesn't oh, it so much i mean I, I don't have children but when i like the last six months of last year i definitely <clears throat> ran on like six hours sleep and like this year I'm prioritizing getting seven and I just feel so much more energized and like happier as well like I'm excited to wake up that's mm. quite a nice feeling <laughs> yeah it's amazing like how how irrational you can be with oh. like zero sleep you can hey and I just noticed like I'm quite a chilled out person, but things that don't normally like annoy me, I was getting agitated and I kind of just thought like, it's not really fair on other people. Not that it was like hectic or anything, but it's not really fair on other people. It's like a problem that I need to kind of work out. Um, and yeah, I do think sleep is something that people overlook massively. And I'm mm-hmm. you know, that's why I'm trying to like tell everybody, prioritize your sleep now because I'm actually doing what I preach. So I can say firsthand how good it is yeah yeah and I guess that's the thing when you're talking about like mums because our parents they have very little control of their sleep mm. um, so it is hard but like for me I guess it's like I try to go to bed a little bit earlier because like I know that if I am going to have or I, I'm anticipating a bad night like if I can get a couple of good hours in yeah. Um, it does make a massive difference um but yeah I, I mean it is tough when you when you do have kids and you're you don't have as much control <laughs> yeah I suppose you just got to do your best and yeah. I guess like within this podcast like I said I was really excited to kind of speak to you because I know how much you're juggling and I know <laughs> I saw in your story you're like you know people think I've got it all together but it's not always the case but I think it's beneficial to hear from someone firsthand what they do and how they kind of manage it all and then hopefully like someone in a similar position might think oh I'll I'll try that maybe that will help me mm-hmm. um and also I think it's good for me to because I don't have children but I work you know majority of the women I work with do have children so it allows me to learn you know what are some good tips or what are some good strategies they can maybe try um to help them juggle everything and prioritize themselves and work um so yeah but did you want to just like introduce yourself and what you do and you know where where people can find you and then we go from there I've got a I mean like I said we've got a few good questions to run through 
We do. Yep. So I am Heather. Um, I am a mum of two. So I have a little boy, um, Archie. He is um, three and a little girl called Olivia, who is, she's nine months. She'll be 10 months at the end of this month. Um, so I am currently uh, work as a radiographer part time at NHS and but I'm on maternity leave at the minute. But through my work, um, so I've worked there for 14 years. Oh my God. <laughs> well, 15 in the summer, which is very, very scary. Um, but I have got like quite a lot of experience like working shifts, um, different shift patterns, the impact that that can have, um, working weekends, and again, like juggling that's like that side of things with kids. Um, and I also run uh, an online coaching business um, where I help women it's mostly women like I, I have had a few male clients in the past but um mostly women reach their health and fitness goals um and for them that usually means um like fat loss mm. um, and kind of toning up but it's not specifically that like some there is other stuff but yeah so life is busy <laughs> um but I love it absolutely love it um it sounds like a lot. I think I got a lot going on. And then I look at you and what you're juggling. And I'm like, holy smokes, I've got nothing <laughs> to complain about. Um, I guess like my like first main question is like, what is your experience with trying to juggle it all? Like, I, like will you be going back to work soon? And then, which, are you, are you happy about that? <laughs> yeah, it's funny, like, I am going to be, I'm going to be going back to work. Um, it's going to be in April now. Um, like one of the, 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 the NHS has its pros and its cons. One of the pros is obviously like it has a really amazing maternity package, which I have been very grateful for because it has meant that I've been able to spend like with Archie, I had 14 months off and with Olivia, I'll have had um, just about, well, it ended up being a little bit longer just because of... COVID and things like the um, maternity thing was a little bit different but so I've actually probably had about a year and a half off with Olivia by the time I go back to work so I'm forever grateful about going back there um, and, and on the whole I do enjoy my job I, like I do enjoy um, I enjoy the people I work with I enjoy like um, the, the the stuff that I do there um, it's not probably where my main passion is like my main passion is the stuff I do with the online coaching business um, and my, I have like like goals and aspirations for where I want that to go. Um, but the NHS is still, or my job as a radiographer is still a huge, massive part of my life. Um, so yeah, I'm going to bring them back. And as I am, I, I'm part time, so my, I work twenty two and a half hours. Um, and that is across shifts, it's across weekend work. Um, it's not like just that you're you're like usual nine to five. Um. So yeah, there is going to be a huge adjustment in a few months' time as well, which I will document um and my experience with it. Um but yeah. I suppose like on top of the 22 hours, you've also got your online coaching business. And uh, like when when you do online coaching, it's not like you said, a nine to five job, like you're providing like support for your clients. And I'm sure you're like me, like I'm always right at the end of the phone. Do you know what I mean? I don't I'm maybe I should set better boundaries, but if someone messages me and they need my help, I'm more than happy just to respond. 
So you've got mm-hmm. your, you know, the 22 hours of NHS work. Then you've got your coaching, which doesn't really stop, like no matter what day it is. And then you've got to prioritise your children. And then you've got to fit your exercise in. And then you've got to try and eat healthy. So, like, I can understand why. It's like, where the hell should I focus my efforts? And I guess my question to you is, can it be done? Can you do all those things? <laughs> <laughs> in um working prioritizing your own health and fitness what what's your experience with that can it be done <laughs> yes it can it can and I think sometimes that is the issue not the issue well sometimes for some people they just think that it can't be done so they kind of put that glass ceiling on themselves and it can be done it can be but I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say that it's not tough. It is so, so tough. And some weeks feel tougher than others. And the biggest thing that I've learned, and it's really, really helped me, and I have learned this the hard way, (laughs) but it is setting realistic expectations. And what they're going to look like is going to be, um, they're going to be different for every single person. Because let's face it, every single person, every single mom or parent has got different things going on. So they'll have different, like their children will be different, like their jobs will be different, like what's expected of them will be different, like their health and fitness goals are going to be different, like like their values are going to be different, what they enjoy to do is going to be different. So like what the realistic expectations for me are are going to be completely different for somebody else. So if, for that, it is, it is knowing that you don't have to do it all mm. um, and also that what you did what what potentially worked for you before is not going to work for you after you have children like your life is going to be completely different and that's the bit that I struggled most after when I had Archie because um, I was a little bit naive about how drastically my life was going to change um, and actually like from a recovery point of view from like a um, like a like postpartum point of view as well like so, like, just a little bit of background. Like, when I had Archie, um, like before that, I was really into CrossFit, and I had um, was I was doing I did like a few competitions. Like, I was never going to the CrossFit Games, but it was it was something I really enjoyed. Like myself and my husband were really into it. Something we did together. It was a huge, massive part of my life. I coached in the gym that I trained in. Like, it was it was like a big, massive part of me, um, of my ad- identity, and. I kind of just assumed that that I was going to have Archie and everything was I was just going to slot back into how how it was before, um, and I still had aspirations to go back and compete and and um and to just get straight back into it and like I look back now and I laugh and I think oh my gosh like what was I even thinking, because the minute you have like a baby like your life completely changes and it's it changes for the better like this this little person just your whole life starts to evolve around them and you can't imagine life before them Mm. um so like that was a huge huge learning curve and also like how I felt postpartum so I had with both my kids like I had to get induced like I didn't have like I I had natural births but I didn't um I didn't have natural like I didn't go into labour by myself um with Archie I had to I got um like pessaries to get induced um and then with Olivia I actually had to get the had to get my waters broken had to get the oxytocin drip but with Archie like I actually had like um a grade two tear so postpartum, like the my recovery with him was a lot slower than what I thought it was going to be. 
Um, so that again changed changed like what I, like the exercise and what I could do. Um, so yeah, setting realistic expectations. It was actually easier to do this after having Olivia because I already kind of knew like where I was, what my values were, and throughout my my pregnancy with Olivia, like I did a lot of work on like my body image and working on my relationship with food and loads of different like um, internal work behind the scenes to kind of just set me up um, to where I wanted to be like afterwards and like I moved gyms and yeah, just everything felt a little bit more like aligned with like like my values and again it was just setting those like those realistic expectations um so yeah it was like it's knowing that so before I had actually and when I was training and stuff it was like I was training five to six times a week like mm-hmm. at least an hour usually sometimes say something usually an hour and a half mm-hmm. like and it's just that's just not realistic so it's been able to be like right well I need to scale this back because that does that just does not fit in my life right now um and sometimes like that can be scary because you think that by doing that you're not going to get the results that you want yeah but it's it's about knowing where to focus your attention so for me now I do three 40 minute strength um strength workouts and one gym class one 30 minute gym class and that's like the bare minimum that I can I can realistically fit that into my week right now with ease and it's getting me the results that I want it's aligned with my goals and it's not eating up into any kind of family time um so that was a big thing for me was just setting those realistic expectations and trusting that they were going to they were going to work and they were going to get me the results like the results that I wanted yeah I think like just from kind of what you explain I think setting realistic expectations is key and I think we've all done it I know I've done it I used to think I had to get everything done in one day I'd become overwhelmed I'd become stressed I get anxious because I'm like shit I should have done all this stuff but a lot of it it's not you know urgent or a priority and like Mm. you said you know it's not a one-size-fits-all it's like fat loss like your expectations of yourself are going to be different to what I expect of myself and not one of us is better than the other not one of us is you know kind of moving in front of the other it it does just come down to your own individual lifestyle um and I think when people start to kind of look at that the process of prioritizing themselves and you know eating well and training becomes easier because all this pressure gets taken off them from like trying to follow the same program or the same nutrition advice as a friend that doesn't have children who has time to get eight hours sleep a night and time to go spend an hour and a half the gym five days a week and like I said there's not it's not right or wrong and you'll end up finding that when you set realistic expectations for yourself based on your life priorities workload you will end up seeing the results that you want to achieve because you're doing it in, I guess, like a maintainable or a realistic approach opposed to potentially trying to take on, you know, an extreme diet or exercise plan that in reality you're not going to stick to and therefore you won't see those results. Um, And I think another thing you said was, you know, you had this expectation that after you had children, you were just going to jump back into it. But the reality is for a lot of women, 
it isn't the case you know you and like you said what got you here won't get you there mm -hmm. it, it's that's not bad that's not wrong it just means you have to you know look at things differently like you did and approach things in a different way approach your exercise in a different way you know I know you said you're doing five you know just say five CrossFit sessions a week that were an hour and a half you're now down to potentially three to four that don't take that long but you're still seeing the results that you want to see and maybe potentially you're like you're still enjoying it just as much but it's just in a different way because it's a different circumstance mm -hmm. I think just really getting the message out that there's no one size fits all there's no right or wrong um and I think with the right help it's about figuring out your routine what you can realistically manage because yeah when when you take the pressure off and the stress and you realize that all these things you thought you had to do or fit in don't actually have to get done in that day it's like shit I can actually like you can enjoy your life a bit more and you can enjoy the process and you just I think that's the main thing because no exercise no nutrition plan no you know the things you do in your lifestyle it's not going to work if you don't enjoy it and if you feel like it's a massive chore for you to get done because yeah. I, I wouldn't and I've been there and now like like you said just I just say three, you know, sessions a week. Any more I get done is great, but I, I feel like I could get three done with my current workload. And if I do get more done, I'm like, shit, that's really good. I was able exactly. to manage Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that is well. Like, so see once you set yourself realistic expectations, like a lot of people think, oh, I'm, I'm lowering my standards. But yeah. actually, if, so if, if you were to say to me, like, like you need to go and do, like, um, you need to go to gym like six times this week, See, on Monday, I'm already stressed, thinking, oh, my gosh, like, oh, I've got, I need to do this, 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 and this. Like, Archie was up all night last night. Like, I am not going to get these six sessions in. So you're already stressing about not being able to fit them in. Whereas yeah. if you say to me, like, I want you to do, um, like, three sessions or even two sessions, I'm like, oh, okay, cool, right. Well, I can definitely do in, do in here because I've got childcare at the, on this day, like, um, or like at the weekend, like partners home at the weekend, so that like definitely I can fit two sessions in at the weekend. Like you're already like the pressure is off. Like like you say, you feel less overwhelmed, and you're you enjoy the process, but you're also probably more likely to do more. So yeah. even though you've you've reduced your expectations, like it doesn't mean to say that you can't aspire to do more. But that is just the bare minimum that you can do, um, that is going to get you the results that that you want and like you say, you will actually enjoy it. You will actually start to see progress, which is obviously more motivating as well. Like, and you start to build that confidence in yourself that, hey, I can do this. I can boss being a mum, working like, however, like working full-time, part-time, whatever you're doing. And like, look at me in the gym, like, look what I'm doing. Like, I, you, you can start to believe that you can do it all. And that's when it changes, when you set yourself realistic expectations and realise you can do this stuff and your confidence grows, like, just just watch the results coming in. It is massive, I think, because it's not necessarily like setting the bar low because, you know, you're still trying to do your absolute best. And I put up a post this week and it was like, did you do your best? And best doesn't mean perfect. It just means were you able to you know, achieve the things you wanted to with like whatever the week throwed at you, your work commitments, um, your family commitments and everything. Um, and I think, like you said, by setting those realistic expectations in your head, maybe you think you should be doing more, but by just being able to achieve that one thing that one day, just say you got that, those three workouts and you're like, 
it does give you that confidence like shit like I I actually can do this so then it gets you in a routine or like a bit of a momentum for the following week already you'll start that week thinking you know I was able to get those three workouts in last week you know unless something miraculously pops up I already feel so much more confident in being able to get those three workouts in this week um so I think that's really important um for people to to alt and you know fat loss or whatever journey you're going on it's not a quick process it takes time especially if it's one that and I think people get very caught up in like you know quick quick um progress or you know quick programs etc to help quickly get this weight off or whatever it is but if you you know you can take the pressure off and if you look at it more as and I know it sounds boring but like a lifelong process then you still get to do everything you enjoy. You still feel motivated and feel like self-accomplished because you've set those real expectations, but you're also still achieving those results that you want to do. And for me personally, I've found that better, like even in business, like there's so many things we want to get done and I'm sure you're the same, but it just takes a long time because you still have to prioritize yourself and your family and exercise. And I think, you know, by, you know, even just making a simple plan each day of what you realistically can get done, don't say, don't make yourself feel bad if you don't get all those things done. I normally mm-hmm. try and pick like one or two priorities that I'm like, you know, I really want to do this today. Anything else is a bonus. But it's, it's, and it's also about like, if you don't get the things done, don't make yourself feel bad about it. Don't put yourself down. Just kind of like, I've, I've been reflecting quite a lot in journaling and it's really helping me to see like, okay, well, what didn't I do? Why didn't I do it? And what could I potentially change for the following week to help me have a better chance? I'm not saying I will definitely achieve it next week, but what can I kind of like at least have in the back of my mind to help me um, like to help put myself in a better position to potentially achieve it? Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can always learn from what, what didn't go to plan. Mm. And some things are going to be in your control and some things are not going to be in your control. Like, yeah, kids are going to get ill. Like, you're going to yeah. may have a, a really rough night's sleep. Um, but, you know, like, for instance, like, if that rough night's sleep means that the following day you potentially go over your calories, like, reflect on that. Like, don't beat yourself up and be like, oh, I went over my calories day. Oh, do you know what? We'll just start again Monday. Like, kids are ill, so I'm just going to, this full week is going to be, like, rubbish sleep. But actually, what you could do the next day is be like, right, well, I did go over my calories day, like, but like it's rest i say rationalize you as it, it's quite tough to rationalize when you've had no sleep but yeah. <laughs> um you reflect on it and be like right well do you know what see i'm going to forward plan and anticipate that i'm going to have a rough night's sleep again and i'm going to have like my breakfast my lunch and my dinner planned and potentially prepped for tomorrow because i know that when i'm tired or what i tend to do by reflecting as i tend to reach for like high energy um yeah. snacks and or I, I'm going to make sure that I get out a walk because I know when I go out a walk it actually boosts my energy mm. or I'm going to try and drink as much water I'm not going to rely on coffee tomorrow I'm going to try and drink as much water like or keep myself well hydrated because again that makes me feel more alert and more focused like so you, you can you can look back and what's been and what is potentially not been like if you if you think it's not been a great day like why has it not been a great day like what can you learn from that Mm. Um, to move forward and and to make tomorrow better and doing the best that you can, like you say. That's yeah, completely agree. Um, so a question I have is, how do you fit 
exercise into your already busy lifestyle like what you know do you train from home do you go to the gym I know you said you do a gym class once a week Mm -hmm. but also like you know you might plan to go to the gym or do a workout and then suddenly it doesn't work out so how do you kind of try and fit it in are they short workouts are they like a particular style what what have you found has worked best for you um so biggest thing for me is like I, I have it planned into my week um like myself and my husband like we are like we have a really good relationship and we are very honest with each other like we both know how important exercise is mm-hmm. and <clears throat> how much it actually improves our mood and it just makes us better people to be around yeah. so it like we hold each other accountable and there'll be some days like I'll say to him like do you know you need to go out and do you need to go and get a sweat on like um and he'll say the same to me like just go and go and do your workout now kind of thing so we have our um garage converted it's not this like our garage is our, is our gym um which at the minute is if I'm being brutally honest like that's how I manage to fit in what I can because I probably could like right now because I'm on maternity leave I probably could go to the gym like a commercial gym um but for me it just it's better and we've got like we've got that set up we've had it for years like it just it works for us um you need to go to the gym though do you think you need to go to the gym and do a workout at the gym to see results or can you do it from home no you can do it from home yeah. absolutely um and I like do you know what like would I like if I'm being again brutally honest like is working out from home by myself like would that be my first choice no it wouldn't like but do you know what it's it's, it's what I need to do just now to prioritize my health and my and to get into fitness exercise and um so yeah uh go out to the gym and to be honest though like if you're you're listening to this and thinking like oh like I don't have that setup I need to go to I need to go to the gym like you don't need to like there's loads of things you can do with minimal kit at home like if you have like if you invest in some dumbbells and some kettlebells like you can get a pretty decent workout in at home. And I think um, like lockdown and COVID is, is like proven that. Like yeah. obviously, like if, if your main goal is to build it, like is to get like really, really strong and to build as much muscle muscle as possible, then the optimal place to do that is in a gym. Like you've got access to so much more kit, um, like machines and etc. Weight, like, but if your if your goal is health and your goal is longevity and your goal is toning up and building a little bit of muscle, like you can do that from home. Yeah, I agree. And I also think as well, like when you're doing it from home and your kids are exposed to to you doing that and in that environment, like you're you are provide you're you're making your like you're being a good role model. Yeah. Um so like something that really works for me as well is doing it earlier in the day. Like I did a post on this yesterday. So I, was, I had a like a check in with one of my clients and she has she's just found or she's just realized how much she loves the six like I'm going to a six thirty morning class at the gym. Um and I like I'm the exact same. So like my husband works like he works really long hours. So that's what makes it is like that's what, like a kind of barrier for me, like um he basically leaves the house like 
usually half five, six o'clock and he's not home till like sometimes six, sometimes seven o'clock at night. Like he works really long hours. So I can't like, usually by the time he's home, like it's not, there's not enough time for me to go to the gym and I'm knackered after like the full day with the kids and bed and bath, etc. Um, So I prefer to do it early in the day. So but if I could get up and do it before the kids were awake, um, and before he left for work, like I would, but realistically, like that would mean getting up at like four o'clock in the morning, which <laughs> I'm not doing. I'm not doing that just now. That's just uh, yeah. Um, so I do prefer doing it in earlier in the day, and I think for somebody who so like we like to exercise, like yeah. we do, like, and I think a lot of people think, oh, it's so easy for you, like you love working out, you love doing this, and you love doing that. Like that, I've not always loved working out. Hi. Um. Like, I've found a way of working out that I really enjoy, like, um, lifting weights. Like, if you were to ask me to go a run, like, I would I would have every excuse under the sun. <laughs> but I think that's one of the things, like, so finding things that you actually enjoy to do. Makes a massive difference, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so, and, but if so, if you don't, if you don't particularly enjoy parts of exercise, get it done earlier in the day. Yeah, like get it ticked off because those studies have shown your willpower is reduced at night. So mm. if you if you go throughout your full day thinking I am dreading that workout, I can't, I cannot be bothered, I don't want to do it, like that's exhausting. There's a lot of you're basically talking yourself self out of it for the full day. Whereas if you you're like, right, I'm going to get up tomorrow at like six o'clock before the kids get up. I'm going to get it done. Like you've got your workout stuff lying beside the bed. You got up, put it on, go, get it done. Like I had a client um, who did who did her morning work. She hated, hated exercise at the start and she did it in her jammies. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? If, see if you're going to get it done, do it in your jammies. Like it was a, another, putting her clothes on was another barrier and she would snooze the alarm. And I was like, do it in your jammies. Like, and then so, and she did, she did it. And then, then she then progressed to like putting actual workout clothes on and stuff. But do you know, I think that's a big thing, like getting it getting it ticked off in your day. And the thing about that is you become more productive. Like it actually starts to snowball into other areas of your life because you've started your day in a um like ticking a like a big thing off your list and it's in line with your goals. You feel more motivated, you're you have more energy throughout the day, like your concentration is better, your focus is better. Um, yeah, I just think like if you like getting it done as early as possible. Um, and for now, for me just now, like I can do that because I'm on maternity leave. Like when I go back, you know, I might have to just suck it up and be like, hey, do you know what? I'm going, I'm going to have to do like one session, like when the kids are in bed. Like it's not my first choice, but do you know what? I know that I need to do it. And again, like it's that having that self compassion and being like, I need to push myself yeah. to to do this because it is going to be for my long-term benefit like I don't enjoy it as much at the time but I will I like I, I'm going to I will enjoy the the benefits that it'll have further down the line agree I think and that's a thing like for us like <clears throat> generally I do enjoy training but not every morning or every time I want to train I'm like yes let's get into it I'm so excited like sometimes like, I honestly can't be asked <laughs> but like for me and what I've been asking myself and what I've been telling my clients is that I've been asking the question, will my future self be grateful? And at the moment, like I train because I know it's good for my mental health and because I know it sets me up in a positive mindset. And that is purely why I go to the gym. 
not every session is my best session, but I work a sweat up. You know, I challenge myself to, well, I try and challenge myself to an extent. But, you know, these last few weeks I have been asking, especially in the times where I honestly can't be asked, like, will my future self be grateful? And I know that when I get in there and I've got my headphones on or whatever I'm doing, I only do about 40 minutes because, like, again, I don't want to overwhelm myself. I don't want to go in there thinking, oh, I have to get this hour-long heavy session done because then I probably won't do it. But I know I will always feel, even if it's 10% better after that workout, and I know that it does set my day up. Like, there's only probably one morning that I actually can go in because I, I work evenings, like, for instance, tonight. But, like, I didn't have to set my alarm for 5 o'clock to get up and go to the gym for, before a client. But because I made sure I got the sleep, which I know is not always the case for everyone, I went to the gym, was home at 6.30, ate my breakfast, and now I literally have my whole day to get everything else done. And something that Emma actually, like I spoke to Emma about, and she says, you know, the first part of the morning, and again, I know this is not always the case for people, but if you have the opportunity to spend the first hour or whatever it is looking after yourself and doing something for yourself, i.e. training, it takes away the anxiety for the rest of the day because I know this is what I used to do. I thought, oh, I can train later. And then things will pop up. And then and then I start making myself feel bad. So I'm like, oh no, I want to train, but I feel like I have to train, but I don't know if I will. And mm. then it, it might not happen. I'm like, shit, like that's one of my intentions today. I know it makes me feel good, but I just let a lot of other things kind of take over it. So I think, like you said, you know, if you have the opportunity to get it, it doesn't have to be an hour workout, even if it's half an hour. Like yeah. I think people don't realize how much moving their body actually, like just, you know, you become so much more happy. And like you said, productive, it sets your day up so well. And mm -hmm. you've already achieved one thing by, let's just say, if you were an early morning workout by 7.30 and you're like, shit, I've just achieved that already. What else can I achieve for the rest of the day? Yeah. And it, maybe it sounds corny, but it really does have a positive knock-on effect for the rest of the day. And even if you didn't get anything else done for the rest of the day, you're like, doesn't matter. I trained. I got one of my intentions done. So, like, it just goes hand-in-hand in hand in, in how it makes you feel and sets you up. Yeah, um, no, definitely. And I think that's really important what you said about, like, so as a, like, as a mum, it's, like, the mum guilt is intense sometimes. And there's always going to be things that are going to crop up with kids throughout the day. Like you just never know what your day is going to be like with them. And if you can get your workout done in the morning, like, like you say, like these things that, that crop up, like, do you know, if, if like something happens that like you get a call from school or nursery to go, like you have to go and pick um, like your child up, like, and then you're like, well, that's my, that's my workout. I can't, I can't get it done now. Can I think like, so if you can get it done, like before there's the, the like things crop up that mean that it it like unintentionally would fall further and further down your your um to do list yeah. as the day goes on and and that gets bigger like like take advantage of that but something that you can do like so if you're listening to this and been like there's just absolutely no way that I can get a workout done in the morning like for me at the minute like that is that is the situation I'm in like when I go back to work like there's just no way unless I get up at crazy o'clock and even then sometimes like Olivia's going through a wee stage just now where she's up at half four every morning mm -hmm. um so like you know if I was if I that would mean me getting up at like half free and that's just no um so it's having like a little morning routine 
and and within that morning routine, this doesn't have to be big and crazy. Like, but what it might mean is like when you're making like your morning cup of tea or your morning cup of coffee, you do like ten squats, ten lunges, ten press ups, and just that little bit of movement, like try it because you will. You, I bet your listening says thinking that's going that's not going to do anything, but see that little intentional bit of movement that is going to again. Um, spark motivation because motivation comes from action so that action that you're doing and you are still showing up for yourself you're still uh, you're moving your body it's aligned with your goals and that is probably going to spark that that productivity and that motivation um mm. that you that, that mimics what you would get if you were to do like a morning workout no I agree and that like you said like it, it might not feel like a lot at the time you know 10 squats 10 press-ups it's not it's not the physical squat. It's not the physical press up. It's the mm-hmm. fact that you're just, like you said, the action, you're doing something, you're getting your body moving and you're making yourself feel big, like that little bit better because that's the aim. And I think so many, especially women, they've really hardened themselves when it comes to just say if they're trying to lose fat, weight, whatever it is, but tiny things like that. And I guess that's our job to help, you know, coach and, um, get the message across is that little things like that do have a big impact and mm-hmm. if you do that for five days 10 days whatever it is you know you it just creates that motivation you might then you know the following week say right I did 10 squats 10 press-ups this week I'm going to do 12 and again it's just that knock-on effect um and like any journey or progress it doesn't happen overnight it takes time and then yeah. you might be doing press-ups on your knees or struggling to do press-ups and then after 30 days because you were you know consistent with that you know you're now moving up to just say you could do one full press-up and like that's progress Mm -hmm. you know looking at it like that and again everybody's progress is different um no one's better than the other you just kind of and I guess it comes down to like not comparing your progress or any your life to someone else's but just knowing that you're doing the absolute best that you can each and every day and eventually you will see those efforts it takes time like anything but you've got to be a bit resilient with it and I like to say like to my clients like the only failure is like giving up altogether even if you had a shitty day or didn't go to plan you not getting up the next day and trying your absolute best to improve it by one percent that's giving up and that's failure but getting up, even if it didn't go to plan again, you get up the next day, you try again. And I promise you by you being resilient and continuing to get up and try, it is hard and it is demotivating, but you will get up that one day and you'll get your shit done. You think, yes. And then that one day will have a positive knock on effect to another day. And then suddenly you're on the road to success. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's it's on the, the tough days and the tough weeks that these matter the most as well. And that's where you're going to get the biggest success is if you can like knuckle down and mm. and just like anticipate these these tough weeks because let's face it, like any journey, like you're going to have these. Like it's naive to think that um they're not going to crop up. Yeah especially when you have kids like but it's it's been able to in these weeks where you're feeling like you're you're knackered and like somebody's playing up or somebody's ill and you just think this is just not going to plan like but you just think right well do you know what let's just I'm not going to let it I'm not going to let it 
impact my mindset so the biggest thing you some sometimes the biggest thing you can do is like actually the mindset work um because it's usually what happens is it's your mind that we give up before like your body so if you can push through and be like right well do you know what see this week I didn't get any training done but that's okay because next week I'm going to like next week will be a new week I'm not going to let it like get in my in my way like I'm not going to get let it get in my head um and yeah no yeah it mindset is massive and again that's hard work managing your mindset but Mm. these things that that no one else can do for you unfortunately it will come down to you and trying to work on that and I think resilience is just the key just keep getting up and like for myself like there's there's days I've shipped days or I don't get things done or like you said we all go through it like it's not whatever you see on social media of these people posting like the perfect life and the perfect weeks and day I guarantee behind the scenes they've got things going on that they would you know you would never think of and Mm -hmm. I think just getting up and trying your best and like we said like the your best isn't perfect that's not what it means um and then just taking a bit of the pressure you know off yourself when it comes yeah. to things like um, one of my favorite quotes is um effort is a choice and I guess that's the thing it's like the empowering like the empowering but also scary thing is it's it's choice so like you get to choose yeah how much effort you put in and like you say like that the effort um that you put in one week might be like your maximum effort for that week and do you know what like that's totally fine <clears throat> Um, but <clears throat> sometimes it has taken a realistic look and been like, right, well, do you know what? I could have tried a little bit harder. Um, but you are in control of like how much effort that you put in. Mm, I agree. Um, I just I, I've I've written like some other wee bits about um fitting exercise in and like something I would say about if you're you've got if you're training from the house with like kids about like. If kids are young enough to take it for naps, take advantage of nap time. Um, so when Archie's at nursery and Olivia's napping, like that's it's go time. Like I literally go out, do what I need to do, and come back in. Um, or if Archie's off in nursery, um, or like school, like the holidays and things, like iPhones, tablets, YouTube, like oh, yeah. guys take advantage of them. Like yeah. you will get at least thirty minutes um toys snacks like do like do what you need to do to get your workout in because at the end of the day it is going to make you a better mum yeah yeah definitely um and another thing is like I know that the dishes might need done the washing might need put out like the floor might be dirty but put it to the side, it can wait till later. Prioritise that workout again because it's going to make you feel better. And the last thing is accept offers of help as well. So I'm very fortunate that I have like amazing parents and amazing in-laws that are only too happy um, to to take the kids. And I probably like I don't ask them all that often. Um, but if you have got people offering, like, don't be a martyr and think you have to do it all by yourself. Like, accept the offers of help. Like, because I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet that there's only you, you have, you have quite a lot of people who are only too willing to have like a wee cuddle your kids while you yeah. train for thirty minutes or go to the gym for a class. Like, so take advantage of this. Um, 
if if you if you if you have the offers. I think that's good advice, and I mean, taking advantage of people who want to help you, and like my friend, she's just had a baby; it's about three and a half months. I I'll take any opportunity to go over there and give him a cuddle. Last night, I went over to visit her, and um, she literally I think for about two hours I held him because he's at the stage where he doesn't like to go down now we tried some tummy time twice wasn't having it and I, <laughs> I end up holding him for two hours but I didn't mind because like he's just so cute yeah. and she could clean her house up she cooked us dinner I can understand though why mums have sore backs because mm. when I have to hold him for two hours I'm like geez it's like <laughs> I mean I, that was only two hours let alone everything else mm-hmm. but like you know, like you said, just if you if you're fortunate enough to have people around you who you know are willing to help you, honestly take it because like I, I've always said to my friend, you know, if you need me to pop round while you have a sleep, whatever, I will do it because you know I only get a short time with him and I quite value that time and that's cute. When he yeah. starts crying or if he needs a nappy change, I give him back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I know. Just that 30, 30 minutes an hour, whatever it is, to just do something for herself, which will have a massive impact on her for me it's an hour it's 30 minutes for her that could change the way her whole day goes or a whole week so um yeah I think I think that's a really like important note to kind of take home with that Mm -hmm. my next question is around nutrition and if you had any tips on because again you know if you're always on the go um with your kids and working and everything like how do you kind of manage that to make sure that you stay on track or that you're eating, you know, enough protein or getting the right nutritious foods in throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So biggest thing is um, have a shopping list and plan for your week. Like um, don't go to the shops without a little plan. Um, and something that I've actually been doing on or focusing on recently is um, like having a, a much more, focus on my main meals so I just noticed over Christmas and New Year like there was just some things they they just kept in a little bit at a time but I was just I was neglecting like my nutrition a little bit Um, I was snacking more and again like you're saying like reflecting and journaling a little bit on that like I realized it was just out of habit and boredom so what I've noticed is since having a much more um, intentional um, look at my main meals um and like planning them and um just making sure that I've got like there's a lot of protein in there there's like fiber there's color um my hydration is better throughout the day like I've actually noticed that I don't need snacks and when I do need a snack or when I feel hungry like there's just like that little question I'm like am I hungry or am I bored or is there something else going on um so that's really helped me and I guess when you're busy like the the easy thing could be just to to grab things on the go um but sometimes it's like having a little bit of like a planned like planned meals can be more like can be more beneficial um in the long run but also like have some things there that you can grab so like we are both a lover of Aldi um but Aldi do like some amazing high protein uh, snacks so they have like their protein pouches their protein shakes protein puddings like the um protein porridge tubs yeah like Aldi's just 
it's honestly it's like my favorite place I love it um <laughs> but I, I, it's like having these these things to go to and like when I'm saying like planning your breakfast lunch and dinner like these like it's it's not making them too complicated like mm-hmm. a protein pouch and a banana can be breakfast yeah like but you you know that it's there and that you can go to it and it's not I don't have time for breakfast. I'm going to skip breakfast. I'm going to grab a coffee and then coming back in at 11 o'clock, but absolutely starving and you're just grabbing like biscuits out of the cupboard. Like I have been that soldier. Like I know what it's like, um, but that's not serving you long-term. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, there is having those little things, like the protein pouches are great. You can get your baby bells, you have your fruit, there's granola bars, high protein. So like, I think the take home is there is definitely things you can do and simple things and it will take a bit of willpower. Sometimes you might want a chocolate bar, but you're going to have to opt for the granola bar just because it's in in the long run, it's going to keep you feeling full for longer. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, like you said, planning before you go and it doesn't have to be like in the detail, but I, but like, I, I'm pretty plain eater. I'll be honest. I eat the same thing relatively, you know, every day, just because, when I go to the shops, I know what I have to get, but just writing down what snacks do you think you might need throughout the day? You know, are you going to have oats? And this is the thing, like pretty much if like to keep it simple and to keep it easy is probably going to be kind of boring. You are kind of, you know, you might eat the same things on a day-to-day basis. Um, It doesn't have to be like unenjoyable to eat it. Uh, It may be a little bit boring, but if it means you stay on track, if it means it's really quick and easy to grab, um, then I think that's the reality that some people may just may need to be aware of. You're not going to be cooking your scrambled eggs every morning and, you know, pre-making your granola bars. I mean, if you have the time to do that, that's brilliant. Um, I personally don't. (laughs) So like, you know, just again, just being realistic about, you know, how busy your day is generally going to be. Or if like, you know, like you said, pre-planning your meals because, you might know that the next day or there's going to be certain days throughout the week that you are going to be full throttle. So you just need the quick and easy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think, uh, I think having like not been as well, like a lot of people demonize like using jar sauces and mm-hmm. like having to cook from scratch. But do you know what? Like <laughs> see if you don't like, if you are busy, 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 or you have fussy kids, like, like I'm, I'm not making three different meals at night. Like, you know, you, you do what you need to do like so if it's jar sauces like and things like this like take advantage of them have some have some go-to like have maybe like five or six dinners that you that you use in rotation that you know everybody enjoys and, and everybody yeah. likes like make it don't make it hard for yourself no. like, I'm the same as you like I have the same like I either have like Weetabix or porridge in the morning like literally and I have or overnight oats so like that is what that is what I have in, in in the morning, and I have literally had that for years and years and years. And I'm not like I'll, I'll sometimes get sick of like protein porridge, so I'll then mix it up and have like wheat bits or whatever. But like I basically have had the same breakfast for I don't know how long. Um, so I, I guess like sometimes, and again, as social media like a culprit for this, like people put things out up out there and you think oh my gosh like they're they're making these like big elaborate or these big fancy breakfasts for their kids every single morning like I guarantee they are not I guarantee that they're getting their kids are getting Weetabix in front (laughs) of the tv um while they're all running about trying to get ready like 
there might be the occasional thing at the weekend when there's a little bit more time and, and that's great like that's something to look forward to but like have some easy go-to options same with dinner like stir fry kits frozen baked potatoes jarred sauces like do not make it hard harder yeah. than it needs to be i i think the same and i'm sure there's people out there that have a different view but if it makes like i buy chicken tray bakes I'll be honest, I buy the mashed potato that I can heat up in the microwave. Mm. I buy my veggies in these little boxes. So uh, I just think for the general general woman, mother, trying to, you know, get fitter, get stronger, eat healthy, go for the easy options. It's far better than you going and getting a Mackey D's or a KFC or, you know, maybe like a pizza and you know frozen pizza like just get the stuff that makes it easy I mean most of my meals 30 minutes chuck my chicken tray bake in the oven then heat up my mashed potato heat up my veggies and then like Bob's your uncle I'm done calorie wise it's still good protein wise it's still good I feel like I've eaten a high protein healthy meal um that didn't cost me an arm and a leg and didn't take me an hour and a half to make yeah it's all it's just about like simplifying it and this is a thing like it doesn't whatever you see on social media like it's great that these people can make all these great meals good on them like honestly well that sounds sarcastic but yeah good on them but the reality is most of us don't have the time to all the energy or want to do that you know Mm -hmm. we just want to make sure that we're fueling our body right but we can kind of do it in a quick and easy manner so i think Yes, it's important. You don't have to cook everything from scratch, like you said. And, you know, avoiding high processed foods is always going to be, you know, a positive in, in how we're feeling. But just go for the easy option sometimes. Like get mm-hmm. get the packet stuff. Even ready, like I know some ready meals aren't great and pe- people have opinions on them. But, I mean, if it's a 500-calorie ready meal or 600-calorie ready meal, like I work late one night, so I, I might just opt for that. I'm getting 30 grams of protein in if I'm counting calories you know as long as it helps me stay within my calories I'm full high protein and then you know my life's made easy I can go to bed earlier and get more you know the sleep which is a priority so um yeah yeah, I think you know take I don't want to say taking the easy option but sometimes it's okay to (laughs) no absolutely like because it's either like you like one was so one night a week you have a ready meal like that's what probably less than five percent of the meals that you're going to eat in that week yeah so do you know what I mean if you're if you're then thinking about like after that like oh my gosh I shouldn't have had that that was really bad you feel guilty you feel shame and then you end up thinking oh well I might as well have I've had that like I might as well then have something else like do you know mm-hmm. but as if you're like right, well do you know what like it was delicious it was high in protein I really enjoyed it like what is wrong with that yeah agree another thing as well which if when you've got kids well, something that's really important to me is is um like all eating the same meal and eating as a family as well like so if you are then sitting down with something different from your family and being like oh mums can't have what you're having because mums on a diet I'm trying to be good and whatever like that's like for me that's messaging that I don't want to put on my kids yeah so for me like I I, I want to make a point of us all eating the same things mm. so 
that for me is more important if it's if it's a little bit more process so like I said well I don't even think like jam sauces are very very like they're not that bad like I think now you can get like a really they're, they're decent um like calories like but if we're all eating the same meal and and the kids are around me when I'm and I'm eating the same as them and we're eating as a family like I just think that's for me, like I have the flexibility to do that in my evening meal and whether that might mean that for breakfast and for lunch, it is a little bit less flexible. There is, it is like one or like between like a couple of options that I'll rotate. Like, but if I have a little bit more flexibility with my dinner, when we are going to be sitting down as a family, like, do you know what? That's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like with my clients and that when myself, I love dinner. Like that is my favorite meal of the day. And Mm -hmm. That means, I mean, if I if if I want to eat something, I will eat it. I don't restrict because I love food so much. It it makes me so happy. It's actually quite strange, really. Um, <laughs> but I give myself the flexibility at dinner, whereas like I like pretty much every day eat the same thing: morning, lunch, snacks. I get my protein in, but I allow myself that bit of flexibility at dinner. I think that's important because you know people people with families it is important time you know you, you get to spend time with your family and you shouldn't feel like well one you have to cook a load of different meals and two like sitting around the dinner table looking at everybody else's meal and being a bit jealous of it and then you feeling like you have to eat something different so that you can quote unquote stay on track um so yeah I think dinner's one that you know be a bit more flexible with and I I, I like to like get my clients or just encourage women you know, the meals you have control over most likely are your breakfast, lunch and snacks throughout the day. Just make sure you're, you know, killing those. You're making sure you're on target with those, getting your proteins in. And then that way, when it does come to dinner, um, you know, you can be a bit more relaxed about it and you can actually enjoy it. If I had a dinner that I didn't enjoy or that I wasn't looking forward to, like that is the highlight of my day at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I am so disappointed. And that's when like, if you're not satisfied with your dinner, that is when you tend to snack and then you yep. tend to look for something else because you're like, well, that really hasn't hit the spot. What else can I have? Whereas if you just allowed yourself a little bit more flexibility and ate, you know, within reason, like something that you actually felt like that you actually enjoyed, then mm-hmm. you might find, well, you're not snacking after dinner. So those extra calories that you normally would spend on those bedtime snacks, you could put into your dinner it might actually be less in the long run and like you're in a win-win situation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree as well. And then like, if you, I've got the, if you're in the fortunate, fortunate opportunity that somebody offers to make you dinner or like your partner's like, oh, I'll cook dinner tonight. And then if you're freaking out about like how they're going to make it or what's been put into it or like the calories that are in it, like you can actually be like, yeah, make my dinner tonight, please. Like you can sit down, you can enjoy it because you've got that little bit of flexibility. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like you say, like you actually enjoy what you're eating because like dieting shouldn't be like, you shouldn't be miserable and you shouldn't be restricting. And like you say, like the minute it feels restrictive and the minute you feel like you're missing out on something, that is when the cravings are going to start. And then that time, that evening time, like, one it is so so precious like when you get your kids to bed like that time is 
amazing like so so good like it might only be an hour but it's an hour where you can put your feet up and you can actually chill but if you are like if you're thinking oh I shouldn't have had that or like I really didn't enjoy my dinner what can I eat you're tired like willpower's a little bit lower like then that that might be the time where you would look for something else like look look for a snack like or like reach in the covers like so if you enjoy your dinner like and it's it's been satiating and like it's been really tasty and it's just been like such a a good experience then you're less likely to overeat later on yeah no I I agree so hopefully everyone can take enjoy your dinner make something (laughs) that you actually like don't feel like you have to bloody restrict yourself on that one Um, yeah it can also like dinner time can be so stressful as well like see if you do have fussy eaters like I'm quite lucky like Archie and Olivia now are they're pretty good eaters but we did go through a little phase with Archie where he sometimes was just an absolute nightmare and he just would not put he would not eat what was put down to him and there would be like arguments and stuff so it can be like a quite a stressful time um so like if that if you're like the research is showing like if you're eating in a highly stressful like like same circumstances like that experience isn't going to be that great like you potentially aren't going to be very mindful you're like you are going to be like maybe eating a little bit quicker like so it's bearing these things in mind like trying to make sure meals are something that everybody's going to enjoy trying to make them an enjoyable experience like and if you are all eating the same things like the kids are kids learn through observation so if you're eating what they're eating like they're more likely to eat it because yeah. honestly season is actually stuff the nursery he'll come back right he'll come back with his little lunch slip and i'll be like are you serious like i tried to I tried to get you to have that like last week and you told me you didn't like it. He had cabbage <laughs> yesterday for lunch. I was like, cabbage? It's <laughs> like, yeah, it's really tasty. I was like, oh my gosh. But because all the kids are eating it at the same time. Uh, so that's yeah, that's another thing to, to kind of think about as well. That is good. Yeah, I guess it is hard because, I mean, everyone's children's different. Like you said, you know, you're going through a phase now where they're, they're quite good. They They will eat kind of what you give them and again it's you know we're only making and you're only making suggestions on what you have found have worked it doesn't mean to say that everybody or everyone is going to be able to implement this into their lifestyle but I think it's just something you know it's good to be aware of having different options and ways to approach you know dinner time with your children and how to stay on track I think mm-hmm. um Absolutely. so I have kind of one more last question from like what I wanted to kind of um, ask you if you had three pieces of advice for someone in your like in a similar position to you who is kind of you know they're feeling very overwhelmed they just don't think that they can fit everything in and prioritize and achieve their goals what three pieces of advice would you would you give them (laughs) so one is set yourself some realistic expectations and we have spoken about this loads um but by doing that you are going to build that confidence up in yourself you're going to um know what works for you like what you can achieve in a week and you're probably going to end up like over doing more than you than you think build that confidence and the results are going to like just keep coming in um Second thing is like don't be too hard on yourself if some weeks don't go to plan. Like mm. your kids are going to get ill. 
like you might have a week where sleep isn't great and instead of thinking like if I'm just going to sack the week off like think about what you can do um, that day that week to to stay in track and to stay like aligned with your goals um and also like thinking about like do you have to to juggle it all by yourself mm. like are there offers of help there that you are thinking like I'm 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 the mum like I, I should I should be doing this by myself like I shouldn't be asking for help I shouldn't be getting help like again I learned this the hard way like I had lots of offers of help like like I've said before like I have like an amazing supportive family um and I was like no no it's fine I'm fine I'm fine and it literally took like a breakdown for me to be like I'm guys I'm not fine and like sometimes you have to go through that and learn the hard way but uh, I had like met my friend at soft play and like just burst into tears and she was like I don't know what's happening here and I was like I, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing and it was like and she like literally was like right well this is what you're going to do because I was like no I can do it by myself I can do it by myself and I was like trying to do all the business stuff and that was that was taking up like all of my evenings and I was still trying to prioritize myself and my and like my health and things which was just slipping and slipping and slipping um and it was just all too much and I was like and she was like but you've got all these people that are trying to help you like take advantage of it um so I guess like that's that same like a big thing like if you like and I know that not everybody's going to be in the fortunate position that I am in uh, with family but thinking about like um different groups and stuff you can go to 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 be around other mums and usually what happens then is like you you make some friends and don't like the the power of community and being around like-minded people like as we all know ourselves with like with fat loss and with clients like but even with mums like because if you're somebody who like none of your kids um, none none of your kids none of your friends have kids like they don't really understand like they can try they can they can try like but a lot of people don't like I didn't know and it was when I had kids and I sometimes but to my friends oh my gosh like why didn't you tell me like like if when you're coming in to see me like offer to do my dishes don't like come around and be like oh like let you make me a cup of tea or whatever like you know it's, it's things like that you don't really think about yeah. um but going and like being around like other mums and stuff and even then you can you can help each other out like right. you could take the kids like a walk while one of you gets a workout in or you could meet for walks and pram walks and things like this like so just like knowing that there's like there's ways to to get a little bit of help out there as well yeah uh, and the last thing is like self-care like self-care is not selfish mm. um so stop trying to do it all by yourself like and I, like I'm laughing about this because I am literally the worst at taking my own advice um, <laughs> and I'm racked with mum guilt like a lot of the time like this morning I was racked with mum guilt because Olivia stayed overnight at my mum and dad's last night and I was like I can't believe like I can't believe she's she's she was wasn't here last night like that makes me a terrible mum and like then I have to wind myself back wind it in because I'm like no like like you you needed that night like you needed a little bit like just even the like a 50 percent more chance of getting a little bit more sleep yeah. um, like you needed that and like and 
I want my mum and dad and I, I want like my my mum in law and dad in law to, to have like amazing relationships with my kids as well. So it's it's knowing this as well and like and trying to see it from like different points of view. Um yeah, and just prioritizing that self-care, even if it is just 10 minutes at night by yourself. Makes such a difference. It does. Such a difference. And yeah, I I'm quite similar, like I'm really trying to practice what I preach, you know, and since doing that more consistently, I've noticed a massive difference, Mm -hmm. but I think like, I don't like reaching out for help. And I can't imagine like, even like as a mum with everything else you got going on, it it must be hard to ask for help. But I think people don't realize how much like the people around them love them and care about them and are actually there. And I think because it's not always said, you know, you don't always say, like I, you know, I let my friend know if you need me, let me, you know, let me know. But it is hard to ask for help, it, no matter what situation. Um, but I think more people should be should definitely be doing it. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a stigma around it as well, though, isn't there? Because like, I think so, a lot of people think that asking for help is a sign of weakness, mm. but it's actually a sign of strength. It's yeah. Strength, like being vulnerable and letting people know that you are that you need their help like and let's face it as well like when somebody asks you for help it's quite nice to be like to be wanted and needed as well yeah. isn't it like yeah absolutely hmm. um is there anything in particular that you like we didn't touch on that you like really wanted to speak about or kind of get across in the podcast uh, I don't think so I think we covered quite a lot didn't we I think we did I'm gonna after this have a have a listen back and um write down I've written down a load of points that you've talked about that I think will be helpful for my clients so um definitely going to have a listen but if anyone wanted to find you or reach out to you where where can they find you um so best place is probably on instagram um it's heather.moffat.fitness um and I also have a, a podcast as well which is your um, best self podcast which is on apple and spotify um so you can find find me there as well awesome honestly thank you so much I really appreciate your time um and I know like I'm going to send this to all my clients and I know you know it's just nice to have honest conversations and especially with someone like you who is going through it all and you're just such like an honest lovely person you say it how it is you don't you're not trying to sugarcoat it um and I think that's the best way to be like a little bit vulnerable so that people and this is why I do the podcast and think and the way I try to come across is that hopefully by doing things like this and speaking about it it just makes one less person feel alone or feel like oh am I the only one going through this or you know they might pick up one tiny thing that actually has a really positive impact on how their day goes um so I think it's it's nice to like get together and be able to chat about this stuff as well no, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. I've um, I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> and I hope hopefully some of the advice and stuff helps. But if anyone's got any questions, uh, then just please feel free to drop me a message. I'm more than happy to help. Brilliant. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs>